welcome everybody to Wednesday Night Live. And uh, this is the Father's Church in Dallas. And we're really happy to be able to um, welcome each of you into our intimate gathering of saints here. We've been having a wonderful time of reflection concerning some of the delightful things that the Lord has done among us over the years. And it's just a pleasure to be able to welcome each of you with us. Um, just wanted to give a, a testimony that we received from the, uh, the ministries in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Um, the street ministry that is under the covering of Pastor Luciano that's headed by Pastor Esso. Um, we ministered there with them on a Sunday morning down in the streets of Sao Paulo and uh, there were a lot of prophecies that were given over him and over the ministry at that time and he sent a word just uh, yesterday of uh, testimony he said that the prophecies are already beginning to be fulfilled <clears throat> he said that um, that God has been releasing healing there on the streets and um, he also said that the Lord provided a, a facility a a room of sorts it looks really nice from the pictures that were forwarded so that the people that they were reaching out on the streets they had an opportunity to bring them into a more uh, favorable facility to teach them and to instruct them in the things of the Lord so that was a nice testimony and just wanted to pass that along to all of you <coughs> excuse me Tonight, um, I felt over the past few days um, a continuing exhorting from the Lord concerning the season that we're in. And that's kind of a mild term because it's more than just a season. It is, it's the turning of the page in the timetable of the Lord. And um, something incredible is happening now and um, I, I think it was notably seen and experienced as, uh, as we were in Brazil <clears throat> but it wasn't just something for for that particular moment it wasn't just something for the team that was there for the ministry time it was a significant thing that was released from the throne of God and so I wanted us to, uh, to reflect a little bit on some of the things that I think have happened and um, to really encourage all of the saints to embrace the reality of this and to, with understanding, engage in prayer in a, uh, in a way that is commensurate with what is happening right now um, it's not business as usual it is not uh, as wonderful as usual has been God has accelerated things he has for want of a better phrase again turned the page on um, on what he's doing and we better we better be ready for some for some amazing transitions 
in the world and in the way God is moving. Um, I think we're going to see things that are, um, are going to astound us in the geopolitical circles and in, in the spirit realm and the way God is going to begin to release things in meetings and, and, he, and even in the way he relates to us and allows us to, to function in, in the spirit realm. And so I wanted us to visit tonight Revelation chapter 10 because uh, I think that <clears throat> what, um, what is happening is tied in with this. And um, I'm going to explain this just a little bit. And we're just going to reflect some on some pneumatikos meanings. And hopefully this will broaden our understanding of what God's been trying to teach us over the years and maybe open our un understanding and our eyes and our beliefs for how we're going to function in the days to, to come. <clears throat> I mentioned a couple of times since uh, returning from overseas uh, in referencing a prayer time that our initial team had on the first day in Sao Paulo. And um, there was a lot of insight that God was giving to a lot of the team members. And those were all profound and very meaningful. And I noticed that as, um, as we were praying, that there was a, a resolute presence of the Father that was... It was familiar, but it was quite a bit different in that it was so thick and it was so settled that it was almost like um, you were on a, in a foundational, uh, a structural setting. Uh, I'm not saying this very well. It wasn't just a visitation, as wonderful as that can be. There was something that was almost like the inhabiting or where the Lord inhabits our praises. It's almost like his footstool was being um, manifested and there was a, there was a tangible foundational um, atmosphere there. So it was very thick, very heavy, very weighty, but yet not so much so that you couldn't you couldn't function, and I think, <clears throat> I think that is due to the the way that God has acclimated His saints in the things of the Spirit, and you know it's kind of like the the, the, the things we talk about with the priests who were enabled to go into the Holy of Holies, and how when the uh, the temple was first built when the presence of God inhabited that place for the first time, nobody was able to stand. But as the time went along, God acclimated the, the priests to be able to function there. And I, I really think that had this atmosphere, this visitation that we experienced there in Sao Paulo happened 15 years ago, it would have 
probably registered something far different in all of us. Uh, we probably would have been um, weighted down. You know, I remember early on there were some testimonies many years ago of how people were <clears throat> felt like there was a tremendous weight on them and they couldn't get up from the floor. I saw people like that. Um, some people would be just frozen in a place almost. I remember one time uh, uh, Pierre, a.k.a. Liam Neeson, came here to visit us. And he, he was frozen in a place for, I don't know, an hour and a half. He just stood in the same place, said he couldn't move. He lost track of, of time. And I, I, I know God does that kind of thing, but um, and, and there's a danger in becoming acclimated to the presence of the Lord to where you could become almost um, insensitive to the dynamic and the depth of it. And that's always a, uh, that's always a, a rough uh, juggling match because he wants you to be able to function but he doesn't want that functionality to become something you take for granted and then miss the moment or or disrespect his his visitation. So this was a very strong visitation. And um, <clears throat> out of the many words that were being given, um, I was carried away into a, a scene that was very... And the passage that came to me was this one in Revelation 10. Um, I saw another mighty angel come down. This was an Iscarus angel from heaven clothed with a cloud. <clears throat> and a rainbow was upon his head. And that is from um, the Greek derivation of iris, which can mean the full rainbow. Uh, it can mean um, variations of color. Uh, it doesn't have to have all seven. It can just be kind of a, you know, like in some, so many times, like in the scripture, it will describe the rainbow around the throne. One time it says that it was as an emerald. So there was a predominance of green there. It wasn't demonstrating all seven colors. There was a predominance of green. And there are lots of different descriptions of the throne area that give certain colors and it just depicts the, the framework of God's heart as he's speaking. So this, this says uh, a rainbow was around his head, but it's really the word iris. And it, it can mean any number of variations, but it, it does speak of light. It does speak of a covering, and it does refer back to that signature of God for the earth. Um, his face was it were the sun and his feet as stilos of fire. So he was communicating, um, he was representing with his one foot on the, on the sea and one foot on the, on the earth, um, he, was, he was representing that, you know, that pillar-like conduit that welcomes the spirit of judgment and burning to the earth. He had in his hand a little book open, he set his right foot on the sea, his left foot in the earth, and he cried with a loud voice as when a lion roars, when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. When the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write, um, and I heard a voice from heaven said to me, seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and don't write them. 
And then he goes on and, and he talks about the little book and taking it and eating it. And his belly becomes bitter, but his mouth is sweet as honey. And he speaks about prophesying in the people's nations, tongues, and kings. Um, the, the unique thing that, that I profoundly saw was um, uh, there were five various groups of angelic. I called them armies because they all looked like they were fit and ready for war. And, um, <clears throat> and then there was this being that came down and he spoke things in a language that I really didn't understand, but all of the heads of the, of the angelic groups were looking on with, with awe. Uh, and I could sense through them that they were astounded that this was being said. They were expecting something. There was a great excitement, but they weren't, weren't really prepared for what was being proclaimed out of the mouth of this of this mighty angel <clears throat> and I knew that it had to do with not only Brazil but it was a representation of something that God wanted to do throughout um, throughout the continent there and since then I recognize that if something of this nature occurs it doesn't just happen in a vacuum um, there's there is a it's a signaling of something far greater in the timetable of God that's for the whole earth and for all of creation. So something was triggered by this. And I mentioned the other day about how that the, the one angel that came and stood with me was speaking about the, the meaning of the banners and was speaking about the colors that were over these angelic groups. <clears throat> and something dawned on me the other day as I was, I, I just keep thinking about this it just keeps being revisited to me <clears throat> it was interesting the five colors that were represented in those armies and five being the mind of God but also the um, the, the 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 rules of the fivefold that speak of dominion on the earth as given in Genesis as given to Noah as given on Pentecost we've talked about that and the, the five colors were, the first one was light blue of the saints. And that's the one that stood with me. And I recognized that this was something that God was releasing into the, the churches. And if there was ever a visitation that we were having where uh, pastors were being touched, it was this one. And that continues where there are, as we've said, dozens and dozens of pastors that are being moved upon through the favor of the Lord to open themselves and their people to this message. So I know there's great efficacy uh, of the spirit, the mind of God, that, that for, for the color of the saints, that would indicate the pastoral office of prayer, of diversities of tongues, development of the giftings, um, the, uh, the moving and the timing of God. And that's something God's pouring out. But the other four colors were, were interesting, and I think this is, this is really significant for us um, <clears throat> in our understanding of the seven spirits in the, in the fivefold. The, the two colors that were not part of these angelic groups was the indigo blue and the purple, which was 
the spirit of glory and of God and truth and sonship, those were somewhat of our commissioning. That's what we were there to represent. We were sons. We were those that were reflecting on what God had done and looking into the new. We'd been commissioned to be there on behalf of the heart of God. And the glory of God was upon us. The depth of his glory, the weightiness of his glory. And to me, that really set in motion that the colors of the fivefold are the others. And they line up, of course, perfectly. I mean, that just makes sense. You know, you've got the yellow of, of the teacher, wisdom and revelation. You've got, uh, to me, the saints. You know, the, the saints are supposed to be operating in the church. And, and I, think, I think that's one of the things that these angels probably felt uh, amazed by because pretty much the ministry of the saints has been eradicated from the church and put off into some kind of a memorial of people who've died. And to have groups that are actually being willing to welcome the ministry of the saints within the church, the uncommon salvation, as it were, into the midst of the general church was, was a revolutionary thing. And I think that's part of what we've been as saints breaking through and pioneering and sowing the seed and demonstrating. That's been our major task of just surviving and doing our best to demonstrate that calling. Um, and <clears throat> and that's, that's an incredible thing. But, you know, the, the five... The five colors of the fivefold are are represented there, and the way they come together, the mind of God and the covenant for the earth, is when the sons are commissioned by the glory of God, and they go forth to partner with the angelic. That then unlocks the fivefold for the dominion on the earth. And, and replenishing and being multiplying and so forth. Um, that really gives meaning to um, the things that, that we've learned. And um, it, it just was, it, it was something that the Spirit, kind of like we've said over and over again, uh, sometimes it takes several days for your spirit and your mind to process things and... Um, that is becoming clearer and clearer to me. I remember when we first started to teach these things about the angelic and about seven spirits and about uh, the mind of Christ, the fivefold. And um, the, it was important for us to learn and apply it. But basically, we were being prepared and trained to partner with God in the ways that he's leading us into now and at the time you know you would hear people who would say oh there's no power in this what's the point of it you know we see this but we want action you know we we want we want to see this you know we we want to get uh, those words are great you're you're learning how to process the mind of god but we really want a direct word that moves a city or, or does these kinds of we'd hear those kinds of things i'd hear those things in this house and it would frustrate me because i would think this is amazing what god is showing and he's teaching us and we're communing with him 
And it's almost like kids that were in school uh, when I was growing up, you know, some kids just didn't want to learn. You know, they, they just didn't. They wanted to get out and do things. Or even when, when I was in Bible college, you know, Mark can remember these days and Trish, um, you know, there were some guys who said, well, you know, I've learned all I need to learn. I need to get out and you be used by God. And I thought, buddy, <laughs> you're going to get out there and you're going to wish you were back here learning a little bit more. But, you know, the essence of it is, is that God and, and the spirit of truth has been guiding us into things. And, and we would not be able to grasp some of these things that he's showing now had we not have had ground into us through use and through study um, these these principles we would see them but we wouldn't understand them and um, and I think that there's there's a there's a power in recognizing that truth and sonship and the glory of God is your is your anchor it is your commissioning for for where you are as you go forward at the direction and obedience to what the Spirit is directing. And from that then, the mind of God comes and that's how he inhabits. That's how he rules. How does a king rule? A king rules by implementing his plan. You know, he's got the power and he's got the right to be there, but then things need to be done his way um, according to his thinking his mind so it makes perfect sense that you would be established as a son representing his glory and from that then his mind and his will would permeate the terio and then you'd have the you'd have the uh, the principles of of Genesis be fruitful and multiply and the principles of Noah and the principles of Joel and the principles of of the book of Acts and all those other times where we see the fivefold in action um, the fivefold is important for us to learn how God thinks to see how he processes his ways but where the fivefold really comes in power is when you have sonship and the glory of God established in the timing of God, which is probably why, well, not probably, it is why when Jesus ascended to heaven and he was demonstrating the fulfillment of his mission, the glory of God, and he was demonstrating his triumph as a son, those two things then precipitated the release of the fivefold gifts. It, it was God patterning this principle from heaven. The Son of God, the only begotten, manifesting the glory of God, could then release the mind of God. And so now we embrace sonship, and we welcome the partnership of his glory, and through that then we welcome the power and the dominion of the mind of God. And, and I think that's, 
that's something I'd never really considered before. And I know sometimes, you know, we would, we would have uh, think tanks or brainstormings. We recognize the colors of the seven spirits, but then we'd also try to figure out, well, let's talk about the colors of the fivefold and, you know, how does this manifest? And, and um, that, that's, those were nice discussions. But to me, this is a, a power fulcrum. This is, this is uh, something that takes what we have been meticulously trained in, the fivefold, and 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 it it weaponizes it if i can that's probably not a good way to say it 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 fuels it it empowers it for the real dominion that god wants to be exhibited in the earth because really if you're not if you're not uh, if you're not functioning as a son, I mean as a son, and if you're not nestled into that secret place of thunder where the glory of the Lord commissions you and is upon you and upon the message, if you don't have those two things, you're not really, you're not really going to be a continent influence. You're just not. You can quote the scriptures all day long. Hey, I did that for, for years, and I love the word. I'm glad I quoted the scriptures. I'm glad I memorized the scriptures. Uh, I, I'm glad I've studied the scriptures. But the word of God without the God of the word is, is wonderful, but it's, 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 um, it's kind of like when Jesus came. You know, the Pharisees were the ones who guarded over the scripture that was supposedly their job to guard over the purity of the scripture and what did the people say when jesus came he's teaching the same scriptures but he's speaking with authority there's power coming through that and you know that's what happens when and it was the same scripture you know it, it was the same word it was it was the same Pentateuch, it was the same minor prophets, which again, as Marcus said, that's kind of a bad thing to call them. But, you know, um, it, was, it was those same things, but because he was a son, and because he was functioning in the glory, then, you know, that, that, that word came to life. And it, it became something that the people who were hungry really wanted. So, <clears throat> I I think that I think that um, I'm grateful for that insight. It's it's stirred something in me. Um, in fact, it's kind of a weird sensation because um, you know I was up many hours in the night last night, and I just kept thinking about that encounter that and and the ramifications of it you think about um this is there's there's a page that's been turned um the timing of god is 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 now moved into a new phase 
and there are odd things happening um, you, uh, you see even the maneuvers and I don't want to get into geopolitical discussions but you see the maneuvers in Syria right now and in Turkey and you um, you see um, you see the <laughs> the arguments that are going on in Capitol Hill and about what our role should be and and all those things you know they're important but the bigger thing is that God is God is doing something new and we're gonna see some odd things in the spirit and we're gonna see some strange things that are gonna baffle us but it's because of the timing of the Lord and then I was thinking last night at about four in the morning about how that um, that passage about how when the beast meets with kings of the earth after 30 minutes with them they come away and they're totally persuaded to follow him and there is a it's kind of like a a twisting a perversion of the favor of God to where uh, people are going to be overwhelmed by this demonic thing and they're going to be persuaded to follow that we're already seeing that in our nation the groundswell of that you know people believing just ridiculous things people that you know that are believing um, horrific concepts and doctrines and you think how can a rational person think that but there are good old red white and blue USA people who think these things and it's not just a political stand it is just a departure from from normal and then I was thinking about the preponderance of uh, um, you know this the talk about socialism and if you do if you do studies about how socialism comes there are some factors that usually are there and one of them is, in, a, in this you learn from the Russian Revolution, <clears throat> there was, uh, there, there is a, there's a strange thing that happens in the religious setting before socialism takes its place. And this was personified in Russia through that guy named Rasputin, who pretty much dictated what the czar and his family believed but he he had a couple of weird things that he did he believed that the way you really felt God was through sinning and then you knew the power of repentance and that was his main thing and he would he would meet with these underground groups of people and they would engage in all kinds of debauchery throughout Russia and then when he came into Moscow and St. Petersburg or uh, um, Petrograd I mean he would he would meet with these people and just engage in lasciviousness would be the, the, the clean term for it but his belief was that if you embrace this kind of sin that then you could enter into a, a, a meeting with God through repentance and you would feel God in a way that you wouldn't feel in any other way 
that's what he taught. And you think about this today. You've got all these people that are talking about socialism, but you also have just <laughs> sin being rampant. I mean, just come on and know sin. I mean, come and open up to it. You know, let's have your truth. Let's have whatever you want to do. Just do it. And uh, that way you'll really know God. If you really are going to know God, if you really want the love of God, you will let people do whatever they want to do. Everybody's already born again, and they can do whatever they want to do. There's that groundswell of, of, of demonic <clears throat> sin that grace might abound that Paul said, God forbid. The same kinds of things happen in a different way, in a far different way in China. Of course, they, you know, they, they didn't have, you know, they had missionaries there. They did have a church there, but it was basically an Anglican about as dead as a doornail and um but you you had um you had throughout the realm right right at the in, at the end of world war ii a lot of different strange perversions some of that was brought in by the japanese in their occupying efforts and the things that they did with the women of the land and and they've been apologizing for it and giving you know, bowing and making apologies for the past 10 years. But there was this same wickedness. And I guess what I'm saying is, you know, the, the Bible talks about how that you've got a one-world government coming. You've got everything controlled. You know, everybody has, you know, to take the mark and proscuneo before the beast. And you're not going to be able to buy or sell things that happen in a corner are going to be shouted from the housetops you've got that and that's basically a a kind of a, a one world socialism and but with that you have this demonic drive that anything goes you know if you really want to know the love of god just indulge your flesh indulge everything that you are and that's something that happens everywhere Marxism or socialism or the concept of it uh, was manifested. You even saw the Pax Romana, which in the Roman government, when they would come into a land, they would establish the Roman government and the structure, but they also engaged in horrific things, you know, orgies. They engaged in vomitoriums. They engaged in all kinds of things in a way to, they said, to open themselves into the spirit realm. And um, I guess what I'm saying is you see these trends over and over again over the hundreds of years. <clears throat> and we see them now in our country. We see them permeating the church where, you know, you, you've got to accept sin. You've got to accept wickedness you've got to accept that because that's really the way to know the love of God not through you accepting it but by indulging in it and that's setting a stage somehow in the demonic economy that's setting a stage for this 
your eliminating of purity and everybody being in the in the same camp of the enemy and then that welcomes violence and then that welcomes persecution and the driving out of those that don't believe the way or not drinking the kool-aid of what you're saying that day is coming it's already being spoken of in political circles and um you know and, and when i say these things anybody that leans more toward that way gets real fidgety and uncomfortable because they don't think that i should be saying these things from the pulpit or wh wh whatever this is it's god's built um but you know the point though is is that <laughs> sin is sin the narrow way is still the narrow way and the broad way of destruction is still leading toward it and um you can see these things happening and you know that the darkness and the gross darkness is coming but it's not the first time it's come it, it's it comes in that way before violent upheavals and the the elimination of people's rights and the the idea to try to enforce some foul morality um, and you know it's just you see it bubbling there so i i think that i think that we really are we're walking in times that are un you know you've seen glimpses of it you've seen manifestations of it but that page is turned and all of these things are now coming into what the bible describes for the time of the end and for us though this passage in in revelation 10 is real we're living it you see this being personifying how god an iscarous way is going to visit the continents and visit the nations you see uh, a foretelling of what the uh, the thunders are speaking the the ways of god and you see he says don't write about this this is sealed for the time of the end he then talks to john about you know eating that book that is really the representation of that little book that jesus took from the father when he went to sit at the right hand and the the embodiment of it the embracing of it and that he would then preach and prophesy to the kings of the earth and to the nations this 10th chapter is talking about the days that we are now living in and that that is an incredible thing and i think that god is going to be showing us <clears throat> ways to embody and and um, welcome the footstool welcome that place of his glory and sonship that is a tangible presence it is it is really the manucha that's that's what it is it is the the visitation not just the visitation but the dwelling of god that is his glory and his sons together and we're, we're going to be taught how to function in that and how to cherish the lord in it and how to to really uh, embrace that not just for the moment but as a as a powerpoint as a footstool of what god wants 
And, you know, we, we through that then, the histemis and the, um, the, the various deposits of the glory are going to find their place and they're going to begin to serve the manifestation of the Father um, that in, in, as he dwells among his sons. And then from that, the fivefold is going to take on a, an enhanced... I couldn't have timed that one. The fivefold is going to take on a new dimension of of power for us. And and all of the things that we've learned about what the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, the pastor are, all of those things are essential nuts and bolts for us to understand the scripture. And if we did not have that ground into us, we would not know how to demonstrate the authority for the mind of God being known in the land and how to partner with the angelic as they enforce the mind of Christ in the land. That's, that's, what, we, that's what God showed in South America. And, you know, there, 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 there are flavors of his, of his thoughts uh, and how, how to, the Father's going to show us how to um, how to tap into that and utilize for dominion for 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 seeing his kingdom come in nations and on the earth this favor for the calling of the saints and for the awakening of um, the uncommon salvation the the specialist those that are wanting the restoration of of his holiness and you know the diversities of tongues the, the 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 development of people and their giftings and flowing in the timing that kind of favor needs to be inoculating the churches and inoculating the pastors and you know the church is kind of weird you know the general church is weird because they don't and i grew up in it so i know this church kind of sits and waits and watches to what everybody else is doing and then they do it if they're kind of like you know it's a good i see why the assemblies were planted in missouri because it's a show me state you got to see it first and then you get on board with it and you know we are going to see south america and pockets of the saints churches around the world begin to demonstrate this and when god begins to release the music of heaven when God begins to release the music of sons when God begins to work miracles and when in a dynamic way and when his glory is seen over regions and when some of those deposits of the glory that were tapped by the Aztecs and the Mayans and the Incas when 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 the glory of God begins to erupt on that and people are seeing it and it's shown then other churches will say oh this must be God we need to pattern that. But you got to be careful, though, because the enemy will try to emulate that. And there will be false lying signs and wonders. There will be false prophets. They're already all around. But, um, you know, a rising tide floats all boats. But we're in this season. And we, we've entered into it. This, this is the transition 
that God's been prophesying to us for the past two years. This is the transition. Now, it's been as it begins to move over the past couple of years, we've seen shakings. We've seen things that we never thought we'd see. We've seen separations. We've seen uh, different doors opening. We've seen even changes in the way that we function. But those things were just the Braxton Hicks of this birth. Those things were just the, the, the tremors leading to the main quake. And, and we, the transition that God's been prophesying to us is this. And the, the, the overwhelming visitation of the continents. What began there in, um, in South America um, is already happening here among us. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen when we go over to Europe and how the residue of that is going to impact the angelic there. And, um, but, but the main thing that I felt <coughs> for tonight is to encourage every one of you to recognize this. And when you go to pray, know that God has brought promotion to you. Know that you are going to be experiencing things in the heavens that um, are not what you normally are used to. You're, you're going to feel the familiar. You're going to understand a lot of things because of the way the Father has used you and trained you and the experiences you've had. But recognize that it's on a faster clip now and the timetable of God is rapidly heading toward the junctures of this, of this page of his chronos. And, you know, it's interesting because uh, this, this angel is, is speaking. And um, the myst- when, in verse 7, the mystery of God should be finished and um, the, the, the mysterion of God, the progression of how God is leading the, the, the restoration of this world is coming to a conclusion, which is interesting that he says this. And, and when, when it speaks about time being no more, chronos being no more, you know, the, the overall purpose of God that he put in motion is now coming to where God wants it that <laughs> that is that's so overwhelming I can't even I can't even be my spirit leaps even when I think about that but we're coming into those days and the power of that joy the power of that praise that's set before us is something that is is generating expectancy and it's generating uh, power uh, it just knowing that realizing that and praying accordingly we we need to <clears throat> we need to really evaluate how we're praying and uh, recognize the moment God's brought us into and how that moment changes things and then things will never be the same again um, <clears throat> I, I'm just somewhat 
astounded to say the least and um, you know because it's really strange that just seeing this and experiencing this it wasn't a vision this stuff happened and then there were all those days of ministry and all the wonderful things that God did and you know coming back and trying to process the responsibilities and the things that need to be done and while looking forward to other theaters of operation trying to process all that <clears throat> which is a good thing it's a good problem it's a good challenge to have but this is the thing that keeps coming back to me it's it's, it's like I'm back there again it's like I'm brought back to moments and I'm brought back to things that I felt and I know that this this is indicating this 10th chapter of, uh, of, of Revelation. So I exhort from my, from my heart all of the saints in this house and all the saints who are, who are so faithfully serving God as an intercessor and as a son to, to recognize, prayerfully consider the possibility that what I'm saying is true. And, and even if you don't buy into everything I'm saying, redouble your efforts in intercession because it's needed in the throne right now. It's needed there because God still looks for an intercessor. He, everything begins with a voice. And, and we need to be releasing that. Don't let anything hold you back from that. Um, pray without ceasing. <clears throat> and um, know that the things you've learned and the things you've embraced have been necessary instruction from the Lord for this time frame. It's not that God hasn't used it in these past years. He has. But the reason we've partnered with God, faithful in the small things, is for for now and it kind of reminds me of what I've said many times about the things that I learned uh, particularly in seminary um, different things that I studied and I thought why am I doing this honestly I'm just be I'd say this again the only reason I was studying the the original languages was for my degree that's the only reason. Because I had no interest in it. Back in those days, if you got up and it's still the same today. If you get up and you teach about the original languages, people just kind of go, you've got to have a good story. You know, you've got to have three things. You've you got to do um, props and all kinds of stuff. And you've got to entertain the people. That's, that's really what we were driving for how to move a crowd i didn't learn that very well how to do these things and and so studying hebrew and studying greek and even the the <laughs> dalliances over into rudimentary uh aramaic i was just doing because i knew i had i had to have it for my degree program but i guess what i'm saying is i see these things now in application in usage 
and God draws those things that seemed like they were worthless to me and uses them now. And the reason I'm saying that is the fivefold studies, the various things about the offices, the various things you've studied, um, you've been faithful in them. A lot of people have discarded them. A lot of people threw them out because they thought, oh, that, that's fine. What good does it do? God's using them now because it has to do with dominion. It has to do with his mind. It has to do with how he exhibits dominion in the earth. It has to do with how he rules and reigns. And even, you know, the dimensions of the seven spirits, the, the potential and the victory of the glory of God and sonship forming the base of his manucha, his abiding presence on the earth, his footstool. And from that then, the angelic armies and the dominion of God flows based off that root and then that forms the application of the ways of God on the earth I it's just stunning to me so those things that you learn those things that you study now God is doing them in in an amazing way and is going to do them even grander depictions in the years to come your your study will not be unrewarded and um, I'm very grateful for the way God has preserved his people and I'm thankful for the spirit of truth that's guided us in the way he has and I pray that he'll keep our spirits sensitive so that we'll keep learning the nuances Um, I'm still trying to figure out why of all the things that were going on that one angel with the with the light blue um, why he mentioned the business about the banners why did he ask that other than warfare other than the demonstration of his agape how his agape is moving in those in those five full banner colors I don't know I'm sure that's going to be something that's going to be really depicted for us but anyway that's what i felt led to share tonight and i know that it's not a teaching sheet but i do encourage you to 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 really cherish your times of prayer and know that there are new things happening and know that you have been trained and empowered for this hour and be faithful as an intercessor be faithful and be sensitive to what the spirit is going to do through you you are a rare people there aren't percentage wise there aren't a whole lot of saints right now that number is going to be exponentially growing uh, as God's spirit is moving um, But with that said, your intercession now is precious to God. And it's it's like the seed. It's like the pearl of great price. So don't withhold it. Offer it. Press in and serve God in your intercession. Be sensitive to let dimensions of diverse tongues flow through you. Don't get trapped in one language 
Don't get trapped in the five you're comfortable with. Press into the new. In fact, put a demand on your spirit that God put in you to move in the, in the manifold dimensions of the tongues that God created you to flow in. Don't withhold. Don't, don't hold anything back. Press. And I, I would say this. Make a resolution to pray in a different tongue, at least one different tongue every day. And let God use that because there are so many things that he's relying on you to enunciate through the power of the Spirit. Amen? Father, I bless this congregation and I bless the extended family of the saints. We're all one before you. And I pray that you would cause us to be those vessels of sonship and the embodying of your purpose in these days. Help us to be exemplary examples of that in our service for you. Uh, I ask you, Lord, that your anointing for what you're wanting to do in this hour that you've never done before would quicken your people, break any yokes of uh, restriction. I ask that the sprinkling of the blood would come upon our conscience and all the other factors of our lives spiritually that we would not resist what your Spirit's wanting to do, but that we would welcome uh, the further participation of your glory. And um, thank you for allowing us to serve you in this way let us be uh, the blessing to you that we need to be i uh, provide for your people strengthen them let us walk in health and, and in full provision and um, we thank you for this father i thank you for it for we ask it in jesus name amen <clears throat> amen thanks for being here Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and uh, we'll see you uh, Sunday. Adios, amigo.